0: All right, Holman, good news. I went to the uh, orthopedic surgeon, and he told me that uh, I don't have any issues with uh, my neck. So uh, I was concerned that I couldn't turn my head left or right for a couple of days. Uh, remember when we talked to uh, Corey Willis when uh, we did the in-studio? Yeah. All right, well, that week, I couldn't look left or right more Why? than just a few degrees. Did you sleep funny? No, it was. It didn't feel muscular. I thought it was uh, bones, like I had slipped a disc or something. It was nasty. That was what three, four weeks ago, something Ooh. like that. And I've had an appointment with the orthopedic surgeon this whole but, this whole time. But I, I've seen you since then, and you could turn fine. I've been turning my head in pain. I just haven't moaned about it. But I good news. I went to the doctor, and he scoffed at me. And the doctor like, said, "No more monkeys jumping on the bed." Uh he's like, "You're fine." We took. He's like, I'm looking at your X-rays, and so he goes, then why wouldn't your head turn? Ah, uh, he thinks it's muscular, and I go to me, and it's still, so it still clicks. If I turn right now, like right now to look at you, yeah, I feel a click. And I don't know what that is, and it's disturbing. But he said, your bones are fine, bro. Get out. I mean, it was about like that. No,
1: he said, uh, what insurance do you have? Please pay the yeah, lady on your way yeah, out.
0: Yeah, because x-ray is not cheap, especially at an orthopedic surgeon's office.
1: So I, I'm still perplexed at this, at this whole deal.
0: Yeah, it was weird. I can't explain what it is, nor could he, but he says, you're, you're fine. What kind and of so, hack
1: doctor is that?
0: No, he's pro. Like he's, he's the one that put nine screws in my wife's neck. Like it's okay. He's amazing. So
1: I could understand nine screws while your wife can't turn her head, but there's no reason
0: for you. I don't know. He didn't try to upsell you on the titanium bits. I thought for sure. I'm like, is it my posture? Is it calcification between vertebrae is whatever? And he goes, no, all of it. No. He says, no, get out. I, you're annoying me. I'm just, (laughs) I, I just think that he's wrong. So I, I, I don't have a, I don't, I don't have a clue what, what happened.
1: Oh my god lightning yeah shut the f up
0: no sorry dude i, I, I don't yeah yeah I
1: mean, it has nothing to do with trucks
0: no it doesn't i just thought i'd let you know because first i had the 19 right yeah i was down and out for a week and right. caused the show to miss a week and right uh so then i thought something was weird with my neck and i'm, I'm good i'm groovy i'm gonna make you know what's dude, good about I, this i went bombing through the desert in a trophy truck with no head restraint and a helmet on my noggin and i can turn my head uh, you can and i'm and i applaud you but the good news is that I will be at our event in April, which we're going to tell you all about on this episode, April 22nd through the 24th at the historic town of Goffs, California. Again, we'll get into all the details later in the show, but if you're free, those dates, April 22nd through the 24th, we got a fun event planned out in the middle of nowhere. It's going to be great. Holman and I will be out there with uh, the crew from the MDHCA Which I always forget what that acronym stands for.
1: Mojave Desert Heritage and Cultural Association.
0: So it's going to be a good time. We're going to be out there doing a lot of events, uh, hanging out. No, we're not. We're going to be. I'm going to be sitting out there. I don't
1: know what you're going to be doing. I'm literally going to just sit there and smoke cigars all weekend long and drink brown water.
0: You're a board member, and you're going to be busy. I probably am going to be busy, but I. I... But we are going to be drinking with you, hanging out, and going on some adventures. So if you've got a truck, you got a Jeep, you got whatever. Uh, I don't even care if you have got a four-wheel drive Subaru. I mean, bring it out there. Uh, and there, it's funny because we assume Holman, I did anyway, that yeah. all of our listeners to have trucks. You so, don't
1: need a truck. It's right off the highway. And there is a dirt road to get to where the camping areas are, but it's something that a decent car can traverse. So, Well,
0: I I, I was talking to one of our listeners that doesn't live far from this building right here. Uh-huh. He's been listening since day one, drives a Subaru WRX. Doesn't no. have a truck. That's okay. You, you, He's like, I love trucks. I just don't own them. You don't one. have a truck either. No, I do Well, I drive one daily. But, but you're sure, right. I, I don't one. own one yet. That's true. It's true. So it's a bad assumption that our, all of our listeners own trucks because apparently they don't.
1: Well, to hang out with us, you don't need a truck. We just want to- uh, see you guys and hang out all weekend, and uh, we'll take uh, copious amounts of uh, selfies with you, and Lightning won't even uh, charge you through his cameo page. So it'll be really cool for I everybody. Have
0: a, wait, I have a cameo page? I, I assume you do. I mean, no. You like a, no, that's a ball, not cool. You know, a, a celebrity baller like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a celebrity baller. A one-time radio guy? For like 30 years. Yeah, okay. All right. And I have a special prize for you if you roll out in a Nissan. If you got a Titan or you got a Frontier, I've got a t shirt for you. How about that? And maybe a little something something on the side. But at the very least, you I don't can want truck the something you. something, people. Yeah, they do. Okay. No, something something's cool. All right, bring your brand new Frontier out so lightning can uh,
1: drool on it. And if you don't have a Nissan, you could uh, head to nissanusa.com or go down to your local dealer. I bet you can order or buy one now and have it in time for our Ooh. event out there. Listen, Nissan Titan, Nissan Titan XD, get a Pro 4X, get five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, best of the business, big old V8, nine-speed automatic, fender audio system, zero-gravity seats, you tail track in the bed, or you can go with the Nissan Frontier, that awesome little mid-sized truck, best-in-class horsepower from the 3.8-liter dual overhead cam V6, also backed by the nine-speed automatic, get that in a Pro 4X, get those Bilstein shocks, rear lockers, skid plates, tow hooks, all the things that you'll need even though you won't need them for this trip. All the things you'll need to- uh, Oh, let me ask
0: you Well, this. if you want to go wheeling, I yeah, guess. I was going to say, yeah. there are, there's
1: some rough roads out there. Well, there's we're going to be right outside the Mojave uh, National Preserve, as well as the uh, Bureau of Land Management. There's a ton of areas. So if you want to extend your trip, there's a ton of wheeling opportunities. If you have a Nissan, bring it. And if you don't have one, buy one. And
0: if you bring your new Nissan truck or your old Nissan truck, Lightning will do something for you. <laughs> well, that sounds a little too ambiguous. Give you something. I'm going to give you something, yes. All right. And it won't be disgusting.
1: <laughs> I should hope not. <laughs>
0: All
1: right. Uh, what kind of non-disgusting things can you get from bankspower.com?
0: So you can get a uh, an actual cold air intake, not the kind that uh, draw in hot underhood air that rob power from you. So if we're going to
1: go hang out in the desert for a weekend, I want to make sure that I have an open air element underneath my hood that mm, draws no. an incredible amount of
0: hot air. Uh, really dense hot engine air. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Hot air is not dense. Oh. So you're confusing. So that's not what I want. You're mixing do. up a whole bunch of bad things. Oh. Yeah. So, first off, you want a sealed enclosure that draws air from outside the truck. Why? Mm. Because that's where the coldest air is. Why do you want cold air, Holman? Uh, I wouldn't know, Lightning. It's because it's dense, like me. What? Yes, dense air contains more oxygen in the same given space. Tell me more. So you want the most oxygen in your combustion chamber. So Why, lightning? Because you can add more fuel to it and make more power or make the same power with the same given fuel. That means better fuel economy, which everyone wants right now with the freaking gas prices.
1: All right, you heard lightning. If you want a colder, denser air charge for your truck, you want to head over to bakespower.com and check out. There are many, many applications which your truck probably is included. So head on over there, use the drop-down menu, and order a cold air intake from our friends over at Banks.
0: Well said. The truck show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with The truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything is... We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel, and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show,
2: whoa, whoa. It's The Truck Show, with your hosts, Lightning
0: and Holman. Yep, that's him, and this is me. I'm Lightning, he is Holman. Episode 218 yeah, I, I don't know why I'm surprised. I was surprised in the last one and the one before that, but we're still here. And the 200 before that. And we're still stoked. I know we, uh, you know, we thanked Nissan earlier, but man, it's, it's, it's so awesome that they've stuck with us this whole time. Hey, are we going to get into Helltracks first?
1: Yeah, let's get into Helltrax first, and then we'll circle back with our buddy Rory Connell, who owns Olaf, and talk about our weekend before we uh, skedaddle. Dialing Steve
0: Mancini of Helltrax. Dial it up, Holman. We are dialing. Hello? Hello, this is Steve Mancini of Hell Tracks. Hey, Sean, it is, it is. It's Lightning <laughs> and good. Holman of the Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? <laughs> What's, What's going up? going on, Steve? Good, good, good. Hey, uh, before we can jump into our interview, and this is Lightning speaking, uh, we have two possible intros uh, similarly themed, but we need you to choose. Either blues or metal. Which do you prefer? Are you asking me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, heck, I, we can... Uh, blues or metal? Let's go blues. Blues. Here it is. You're the innovator motorist. If it's really blues or not, it's kind of bluesy ish. In the beginning, it is. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> so, if you couldn't hear the words over the phone, it's innovator motorator, uh, Steve. <laughs> and, and you make really, you make uh, stuff and it's really, really cool, yep. is the other thing. So, <laughs> so we
1: have uh, some mutual friends in common uh, Ken Farley and uh, Matt Zubrick and kind of running that circle. And I was out with Zach Adana a few weeks ago and got a chance to drive a certain gladiator on your Hell Tracks. They went, What's the story? And so Zach kind of said, "You have to talk to this guy because it's a cool story." And I went, "These are awesome.
0: How how do I how do I learn more?" Well, first we should set up what they are, right, Holman? So explain the the hell Track setup from what you've observed. So basically,
1: it's a uh, a track system for your four by four, and you take off your wheel and you bolt these guys on, and you can go play in fresh powder. And stay on top of it. And I had a chance to drive it in the snow up in the uh, Michigan's Upper Peninsula when I was out practicing uh, being a Uper, and uh, it was awesome. I, I couldn't believe how much fun these things were. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I, I want to know more about them. How how they came to be, Steve, and and what what was the idea? Where you're like, I need to put tracks on my four x four.
3: That's a simple one. That, that 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 is a real, and it's 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 really it's dual tracks it's 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 almost like dualies on the back of your... oh yeah
1: they're super wide
3: your, it's crazy <laughs> your pickup truck i'll tell you i you know, i bought a small little ranch in in newcastle colorado and and my son and i we've we've snowmobiled michigan our whole lives but we started snowmobiling out west oh probably 10 15 years ago and um, so i'm pretty familiar with backcountry you know mountain snowmobiling and you know ten plus feet of snow, but, um, so I, I bought it side-by-side uh, side and I, you know, let, uh, it was Christmas, uh, 2019 new year, 2020. Uh, I wanted to take my wife and my kids, my daughters that are not, you know, snowmobile riders really not able to get up in the mountains. So I want to take them up as high as we could go, you know, and, um, and have a little bonfire and have some fun instead of leaving them sitting in the cabin board, but couldn't get very far. Uh, you know, the, these uh, side-by-sides with a single set of tracks, they just don't have the the, the the horsepower, the torque, nor the flotation. But more importantly, they don't have the heater. They put <laughs> the heater in the defroster. True, so true, true. I could, I could show you a picture and – I, I just couldn't get it off my mind. How do I get my family up in the mountains in the wintertime? Because it's it's unbelievable. When you're up in a in a, you know, 11,000 feet, overlooking some of the canyons and mountains, uh, it's it's unbelievable. There's
1: nothing it's, like it, it up there, especially in wintertime, because the terrain is so different than what you would see in summertime when you're up there and on a four x four trail. There's just you know these massive meadows of fresh powder and you know uh, forests covered in powdery snow, and you step in or try and hike, and you drop down to your waist and you're like, man, I want to play here, but I
0: really don't want to freeze to death uh, being up to my neck and fresh powder. So Steve, had you taken the side-by-sides up there with tracks and it just it, it like failed attempt after attempt, or did you just assume they wouldn't work?
3: Oh, no, no. It's, 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 it's very, very obvious. It's very simple math. There's just not enough flotation and then there's not enough torque and, you know, and then you just, you can't break. And I, I give, credit to my good friend, Zach at Dana. I mean, you know, we quickly, I, I quickly learned that if I'm going to go up and play with the big boys, those, you know, those Dana sixties are, are the, are the ticket, even with 40 inch tires in the summertime. Cause I, I, you know, I had the, 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 you know, stock Dana 44, uh, Wrangler. And I, quite frankly, I didn't feel too comfortable getting up in those mountains with big tires. Um, it's rugged up there in the summer. So, and it just was it's a perfect fit for the uh, the gladiator or the ring. I got both set up out there actually uh, in Colorado and and you'll be getting some video clips here shortly. We're actually putting them together. You know that Dana sixty uh, combination with those tracks, um, it's a serious piece of equipment, you know you just if you're gonna go up in the mountains, especially in the wintertime. You don't want to be breaking down.
1: Well, they're 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 beautiful in terms of construction. I had a chance to not only drive the Dana Gladiator uh, with Zach and get behind the wheel, so I actually have driven on your tracks in the snow, which
0: is awesome. Uh, But when you look at how simple they are, you know, it's it's uh. Well, how how do they differ, guys? My question is, how do they differ from normal tracks? I mean, obviously, you said wider.
1: Well, these are what these are doubles, right? So it's not just a singular track. They're super wide, so eighty five hundred. To 9,500 square inches of track actually on the snow, so incredible amount of flotation on the track themselves. They've got like teeth on them, so you know even if the snow gets a little frozen and icy, like it was where we were, you can hear the tracks just digging in and breaking through that, and and it was pretty awesome. But what's what I was amazed with is you have this really cool chromoly steel chassis, um, and you've got the the guides, I guess, the rollers on the front and the rear of the tracks. And then they go over the drive hub, I guess. Well, that bolts onto your, you know, your wheel pattern on your Jeep on the Dana 60s. In the case of the Jeep that we were on, your brakes work, your suspension works. I saw Zach and the crew at Dana swap out an entire set of four tracks and the tires in like 25
0: minutes. Can I ask a dumb question, um, Steve? Like, w- how much engineering went into just being able to turn left and right without destroying your your fenders or? you know, the clearance issues?
3: Well, we're we're on our third sets of set of prototypes, and, and that was always my biggest concern is ter- turning radius and what, what the axle width would need to be. You know, the Dana 60s are a 69-inch axle versus a standard 68-inch Dana 44, so it's only an inch wider. But from the prototype to today, we've brought those uh, hubs in. We were originally 10-foot wide, now we're 9-foot-6 wide. So we brought everything in Six inches, even though we brought the axles out one inch. So it's um, if I thought that was going to be my biggest challenge, but quite frankly, when with the standard setup for the forty-inch tires, nothing. We there's not a problem. I I, the the turning radiuses is no different than if you're turning a forty-inch tire.
1: No kidding. Well, and also. the, the Gladiator and a Wrangler are, are perfect, too, because you don't really have that front bumper, the valance, some of the things you might have in a different application. It's sort of the perfect R&D application. Plus, you already have the gearing and the weight and wheelbase are pretty pretty right on for actually playing with these in the snow and having some maneuverability. I remember, uh, Zach's we had this big, tall like snow berm. And he's like, hit it, hit it. So I hit it. He goes, well, don't jump it, hit it, just, just hit it good. <laughs> and uh, and you know, I I asked him kind of uh, what any of the drawbacks are. He said not not really any drawbacks. He said really just being careful to make sure that you don't crank it to where you you roll a track off of the the frame, but then also you don't want to have a track flip over on itself either. You know, rotate 180 degrees or something like that, but outside of those things, the, the driving you don't I mean you're giggling the whole time. You can't even believe like how easy it is to drive, how much fun it is. They make this really cool crunching
0: noise as they tear through the ice and the snow. But you were on ice. Steve's talking about yeah. 10 foot of snow. No right? I, I, I Which know it's
1: powder. And unfortunately when I got there there was a quote unquote a heat wave It was like 30 degrees a few days before. so a lot of that fresh powder got like an icy crust on it. and so uh, he's like, you know I, I had a blast. He's like, oh, I wish there was fresh powder today. Because you can't even believe, like, how awesome these things are and how much you can float on top of fresh powder when you're driving this.
3: Yeah, we literally, we were two weekends ago. We They got about three feet of fresh snow. We literally were at 11,000 feet. And I got some, I'm actually meeting with the guys that took all the video uh, shoots. And, and you just won't believe it when you see it. I mean, it, it's unbelievable the uh, the way this thing tracks up in the mountains. And, you know, we're following county roads. We're not getting too crazy in our driving off cliffs or doing things you might do with a snowmobile, but we also you, know, you throw a couple of barbecues a cooler and <laughs> you really have have yourself a nice little barbecue while the the guys are riding the snowmobiles or, you know, the kids could be tobogganing. I mean it's just it's just it's gonna open up the uh the backcountry recreation like like well now you don't have to choose seen.
1: between your family and your stuff. You can bring both. Yeah. One, yeah. you also don't have to
0: choose between sand or snow, right? I assume these would work well yeah, for I, sand.
1: Have you used these in sand and on sand dunes? And, and do they work in mud?
3: Well, you know, everybody's asked me about sand. And, and you know, quite honestly, you got to keep in mind, you know, if you were to sink up to your waist in sand, it might be a good application, but tires are so much more efficient in, in compact sand. So these are really, you where i think you could also use it is like in peat bogs or you know something something where you you might as well figure if you're going to sink up to your waist are these are the tracks you want to you want to be thinking about A bunch of dudes listening yeah. to
1: this podcast right now in Florida are on your website <laughs> helltracks.com because they want to go take these in the swamp so uh, it's h e l l t r a double x so xx.com
0: right. hey so steve uh, let's go back in time a second and <laughs> who, who are you and how did you come up with something so rad? And I how mean, did you build it? Like, what was your background that you went, uh, oh, I need to turn my gladiator or my wrangler
1: into a snowmobile. I, hmm. I, I'm going to go build tracks for it. Oh, who do you call? Where do
0: you start? Hey, how, yeah. How did you start? It, it's so many questions. Well, this is going to be a
3: long answer. I hope you guys got a long night ahead of you.
1: But Oh, we sure
0: do. Know, I,
3: <laughs> I was born and raised in the construction business. I, I started working for my father when I was 12. Um, I've. I was a mechanic. I started sweeping floors and I painted a cat equipment or construction equipment and, you know, up to a mechanics assistant. By by age, I think my dad bought a place up in northern Michigan. He, we had an old Dodge. I probably started driving that Dodge when I was 14 and I built my first sand rail when I was 15. Um, so I've always been. In fact, we had a junkyard next to my father's shop, and we'd go back there and I'd play smash up derbies with the junkyard. Yes, cars, you
1: know? <laughs> that sounds that awesome. awesome. <laughs> We're so jealous.
3: We're stuck <laughs> out here in suburbia. That was my childhood that <laughs> yeah. was my childhood, drag racing Corvairs down a gravel road here out in front of my father's shop. So then, you know, being around cranes and crane booms and, and knowing, understanding engineering that whole. If you really look at those tracks they're all they're lightweight they're they're modeling uh, mountain snowmobiles but they're they're also utilizing that Crow molly tubing with the aircraft aluminum rails but they're lightweight but they're, I I can tell you you're not gonna those rails are unbelievable in strength and the tubing and the whole bearing assembly and uh, being in the business I know a lot of smart people and had a lot of people uh you know give me the uh the, the direct me the right way to take the load but uh, that a-frame uh chrome molly tubing is is just unbelievable i mean i could tell you Z- zach b- bounced those tracks off some big rocks when we went up in mid-december we just didn't have a good snowfall so we found a lot of boulders and uh, it, it's amazing how how strong the system has turned out yet how lightweight it has to it's all about lightweight I mean, it ha- we have to stay under a pound a square inch to, to get this thing to float.
1: How, how does that so, compare to uh, weight-wise for a set of the uh, double tracks? So one corner, basically, versus like 40s. If you had 40s on it and you swapped it out for tracks, is there a weight difference?
3: Yeah, the tracks right now, I mean, the prototype tracks weigh about 300 pounds. I think a tire weighs, what, 120 pounds, depending on a tire. Um, so, you know, the, the, the two tracks... Um, are definitely there's, there's a 300 pound weight per wheel, you know, per, per, per setup. So, um, and like I said, those are, those are 165. So those are equivalent to a snowmobile that we call a 165, um, length with a, almost three, those lugs are almost three inches tall. So it's not just a snowmobile track. It's a mountain track. You know, those, they make them anywhere from two and a half to three inch lugs,
1: so is that a standard? Uh, are, is that tracks uh, pretty standard? You can buy those, and then you adapted it to basically your your frame for the Hell Tracks.
3: That's exactly what it is. Those are uh, a Skidoo. Oh, okay. Um, uh, mountain, you know, Cam. In fact, I was on the phone with Cam, so we're talking about you know an order for for this co- upcoming season, how many tr- you know rigs we're going to build. But yeah, that that is an OEM uh, track. That I, I shouldn't say OEM. That, I guess that would be called an aftermarket track that they provide for guys that want to put a different track for the mountains.
1: So that's a, is, so I guess they come in fairly standard sizes, and it's all about specking the, uh, I guess, the shape of the tread. You're, you said you've got the three-inch lugs, and they've got like a cupped surface to them a little bit. It was really neat when I was out at the uh, Proving Grounds with Dana, and we were driving, and just hearing those things dig in, right? And then you'd like gun it. And it just because of double track. The, no, 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 no. It's the fender covers the first set of tracks, you know, the inboard ones. But the outboard ones are are way outboard, right? They're just flinging fresh snow straight in the air, like you know, ten feet above you, and you're just giggling because you're as you're driving, it just looks like this funny machine. And instead of like maybe you know, steam coming out of, a uh, uh, you know, exhaust pipe or something. It's just flinging big clods of snow in the sky. It's really funny.
3: You know, the other thing you got to remember is if you were to, you know, you got a ton of money and you want to go buy, a you go buy a brand new snow groomer and, you know, put a cabin back for your passengers. One, you don't have that, that unbelievable coilover suspension that Zach set me up with. Um, but two, so you, you don't, you don't have the comfort that you'll have in that Jeep. But two you're running about eight miles an hour versus we were hitting speeds up to 30 miles an hour with a stock uh jeep uh diesel so I mean, so it, it changes i mean we could easily we i think we covered close to uh, we 20 miles in 20 miles out we covered close to probably 50 miles in a day and really had a great time whereas you know, you go out and buy a ground, I don't care how much you spend, you go buy a groomer, I think you're going to go somewhere between eight and nine miles an hour. You just can't cover the the, the ground that we, we were able to cover. And, and and so it really does change everything.
0: Any idea uh, what the max speed could be? You've got a rendering of an F-250 single cab, looks like maybe a long bed on here, with a with a cabin on the back for passengers. And I could imagine if you put a if that were diesel with a six point seven liter, you could get going fifty, sixty, seventy miles an hour. But I but think
1: but they're not speed rated, right? Because I think as you get faster, it's, they're still creating heat, right? So I think you have to watch that. Is that the case, Steve?
3: Well, those tracks are, are literally literally clone of a snowmobile. Snowmobiles will hit a hundred miles an hour. Okay. So I the, the and they're, if you notice, they're they're, I, they're blueprinted on both ends, so you can actually adjust the track like you would a belt sander so everything running true so it's all about horsepower and torque and and yeah that those uh those bigger uh you know three-quarter ton pickup trucks whether it's a ford dodge or or, or you chevrolet team, yep. you know the the um the, the thousand pounds of foot foot pounds of torque right out of the factory that is a very reliable engine platform.
1: I couldn't be um, trusted so, with that because I'd want to do burnouts with the tracks just because <laughs> you just sink, but you just sink. <laughs> no, I know I, I wouldn't care. I just, I would just want to melt a set of tracks, like a set of tires because I could just because <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty
3: cool up there in the snow. I don't know if that, I don't know, you, you'll be shoot, shooting some heck, heck of some long rooster tails, but I'm not sure you're going to burn anything off.
0: <laughs> I wonder <laughs> at what point do the tracks like distort you know, like like a supercharger belt, for example. You know, you get that thing going fast enough, you do see it kind of wobble and have vibrations and harmonics. Have you seen any of that, or are you just not going fast enough for that to be an issue?
3: No, we're not seeing those kind of speeds. You know, I'll I I, I you know, I'll tell you, I, I got some goals set, but, I, you know, I, I, the whole name came up with, you know, I envisioned, um, envisioned putting a, a Hellcat motor, Demon, or Elephant motor in a Jeep, and going up in the mountains with a thousand yes. you know, pounds of torque. <laughs> but that's not something you'd want to do every day. But I definitely would, would would like to put a, put a truck together with some just outrageous numbers. and. and uh, How dare like, you
0: say that's not something you'd want to do every day. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> He's just being humble. Right. Every single yeah, I'm day. Gonna, I'm going to, my goal is to
3: get a Jeep as light as I can make it and put as much power, horsepower and torque as I can fit in it. And, Put some set some numbers up up there, and at eleven thousand feet, and see what kind of speeds I can get. But I'm I'm pretty confident, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna take this one step at a time. But I'm pretty confident this thing's gonna turn some big speed numbers.
1: All right, I've got a quick video here from when I was up at Dana, just so our audience can listen to what it sounds like with the Gladiator on the track.
0: Oh, that's a strange sound, isn't it? That's just me with the camera out that the passenger like a, window. Like a hamster on
1: a wheel, kind of. <laughs> and you got to remember that was on ice, right? Ah. But it's all those cool lugs just digging in. There you go. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, I it's don't... it's just it's a, it's totally different. I mean, when you're when you're driving it, you're you're definitely aware of how much wider you are, but you're, you're the lines you're picking out are completely ridiculous. You're like I'm. i gonna drive over that. Okay, right? I mean, and then there's we, we had some little creek, you know, drop offs that were filled with snow. We just drove over the top of them, you know, and and your axle, obviously, Jeep solid axle, it'll still articulate over stuff. So seeing it articulate with these big old, you know, tracks on either side is is quite the sight to
0: see. It's pretty cool. Hey, Steve, what's the business plan here? Or I because I, you've got an ambulance, a mountain rescue. You've got you. I'm sure you've got orders for these things already. What's the plan? Well, we
3: right now, you know, we're, we're still in in engineering. We're we're you know dotting our I's, crossing our T's. We're um, we're probably going to launch uh, an order book. I've been responding to people that probably uh, second to third quarter '22, which is obviously this year. Um, the plan is, you know, this, this, there's nothing like it, you, you, the, you know, this is a totally different product than what you'd see on the market, the single track, whether it's for an ATV or side by side or a full size vehicle. A lot of guys are making tracks that, you know, are heavy and, and you know, narrow. And this, this system is for mountain backcountry um, deep powder, whether it's, you know, for the government to go up and, and do avalanche control work or research or whether it's for uh, the ski resorts to, to, you know, as we speak today, uh, a ski resort is using uh, a, a very expensive groomer, which is designed to push snow and groom to haul people backcountry skiing. Um, and that groomer is only working four months of the year. This, this vehicle, it, it's going to haul people around in the, in the wintertime and then either haul people around bike riding
1: or Yeah. I was thinking about that. You could do snowboarders or skiers, drive them up to the top of a backcountry run where maybe there's not a chairlift and you can do the same thing in summer, but with the mountain bike crowd and by just swapping a set of regular wheels and tires on it. And, and like you said, be able to use that vehicle year round.
3: Yeah. So, so that's the goal. The goal now is to really go out and and, 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 you know, educate the public and, and the business, um, you know, community, uh, whether it's, like I said, ski resorts, utility companies. I, I, I actually started off looking at some of the uh, vehicles that utility companies are using. And, and, they you know, some of the guys I was calling on used vehicles, they said, eh, you know, they're, they're slow, they'll get stuck, they're heavy. Um, and again, a utility company, they have to use these these. Vehicles, they only use them four months of the year, and then they sit. That's a lot of money. I'm in a construction business. I know what it costs to have an iron parked. It's very expensive.
1: Yeah, you don't want equipment that is literally sitting there doing nothing. You want that thing to be running twenty four seven if you can to get that ROI. Because if not running, it's, it's not running, not costing it's costing you money. Yeah, it's not making money. It's yeah. actually costing you money.
3: That's. I've been born and raised uh, around heavy iron cat equipment, and you know I I get that. So that that's really kind of what drove me past the. Build a one-off for the family to, you know, this is this could be a viable business.
1: And, Where did um, the uh, name Helltrax come from? Well, it, it just me and my buddy that we were working together on
3: on, on the design. <laughs> like I said, I'm thinking, well, I'm gonna go order me a Hellcat Jeep. So I said, well, let's just call these Tracks. And uh, I, I haven't yet to order a Hell Hellcat. Powered Jeep. I think you need to having a lot of fun with this this new diesel.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: but um, you know that's 450 pounds of torque on that little vehicle is, is pretty awesome.
0: Did uh you went up there with uh, Matt from Jeep Studios, correct?
3: I did. I did. I yeah. I've, t- I've taken Matt up. Uh, he's been up once, and I t- we t- I took him out to, We went to the backside of Aspen Mountain also, which was pretty cool. Do you know if he
0: and I have not spoken with Matt since he got back? But do you know if he got a chance to install that Derringer from from Banks?
3: He did. He did. He did he did a awesome. Awesome. He put it on the gladiator and I actually let him drive the gladiator. I drove the Wrangler. I've, I've got we'll have a bunch of video I'll send you some clips. But uh, Which is more fun, a, Gladiator or Wrangler? Well, I, I hate to say it, but I love that gladiator. I, I just love it. Man, having that bad and it, it's just a it's just an awesome vehicle. Um, but with the banks power unit and he did a good video shoot. Um, and, and I, I got to thank those gentlemen because they you know, and Matt for putting that together. But uh, that that was a pretty cool kit. We we probably got to have some more fun with the exhaust. There's there's some things that Matt's been uh, talking about. So I think we're gonna have a little more fun with that. But,
1: yeah, he, um, he doesn't love uh, anything cheap at all. That guy. Yeah, you know, nothing. <laughs> right. a little obsessed. Him and uh, Ken Farley, and uh, that that guy you got to keep your eye on. <laughs> yeah. You know, the second rap, he, he, I, I, he flew out with me
3: during Aspen X Games and he rapped that Jeep in, the, in my barn uh, like a pro, man. He did a great, the Wranglers, the Gladiator he did in his shop. I said, man, you really got to do the Wrangler. He goes, <laughs> OK, let's go. So he nice. did. He came out to Colorado with me and did a phenomenal job.
0: So if you go to helltracks.com, by the way, H-E-L-L, as Holman said, T-R-A-X-X.com. Double L, double X. Double L, double X. At the very bottom of the homepage, the coolest picture of them all, in my opinion. It's a rendering, but it's the straight down from like a bird's eye view of the Gladiator. And it's so freaking wide. It's so wide. So wide. It just – I don't know. It just looks so menacing and cool. It just – it looks like, as Holman says so often, you you want to just grab it and play with it like a toy in your sandbox. Yeah, and it's that's like a Hot Wheel. The, it, that's it, the perfect it's, perfect vehicle. Yeah. How do you
1: know if there's a good design and the proportions are right? You want to pick it up in your hand and you want to play with it like a like a Hot Wheel or Matchbox car? That's how you know.
3: Well, I'll tell you. We were in the mountains, um, and, and my son's following me. He's in a brand-new uh, Skidoo uh, long-track mountain sled. And we must've just got a fresh three feet of powder and, and we're coming around the side of the mountain and I'm on a, I'm on a marked, you know, County road. I have no choice, but to stay on this County road and the snow drift was unbelievable. It, 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 I mean, literally it was steeper than a 45 degree angle, solid snow. You wouldn't even know there was a road there. And I've obviously, you know, vertical on the left and straight up on the right going up and he pulled up next to me and he just, Looked at me. He goes, you want me to break a trail for you? (laughs) (laughs) And there's snow rolling over the hood of his snowmobile. I mean, it's literally that powder. And I looked at him. I said, no, this is a test. We're going to see if this thing's going to make it. (laughs) And and I'm going to tell you something. You like having that width. It, it it that that platform is really nice when you're tooling around the mountains because those wind drifts and that snow blows around up there. You got to go through it. You know, you you just what's buckle it like, your seatbelt.
1: What's it like when you're on the trail and a uh, a, a snowmobiler that isn't your son? Just, I mean, do they see you and just stop and their jaws drop or? Or do they want to race you? Or wait—is that—is uh, wait, is yeah.
0: that, that a jeep? Hey, Doug! <laughs> Doug, is that a jeep over there? What? What's happening? Do we need to pull him out? Oh, he's still moving. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, you
3: got to remember—they've never seen this before. I mean, and these guys are local. They're this is a small little town of Newcastle. Most riders are either off in Vale or Aspen. So th- this is kind of a quaint little hidden gem. And uh, they, they definitely ask a lot of questions, but they get it. You know, it's, it, when you see the, the footprint and, you, you know, the, 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 uh, the Dana, uh, the, you know, we're not settling enough for the, for the differential to even hit the, uh, hit the snow. So it's just a perfect track, and uh, it's really something. It's been really a lot of fun.
1: Well, and if you think about it, too, because the, the height of the track is all under, the rotating surface for where the, the drive wheel is. So it's, it actually gives you a little bit of a lift as well. So when you put the tracks on, you're going to probably, depending on your tire size, you're going to probably feel like you lifted your Jeep you know, three or four inches, which gives you better visibility and gets you up off the ground even more. Uh, and then again, like you said, gives you that much uh, ground clearance, extra ground clearance at the differentials because the whole thing is lifted up higher. It's almost like having uh, portals. Portal axles on there because the surface of the track is so far below the uh, the wheels.
3: Yeah, it's it's uh, my my numbers are right. It's twenty four inches versus twenty on a forty inch tire. So you're actually lift It's like running a forty eight inch tire on a jeep. It,
1: there you go. Which which, from a standpoint of visibility and stuff, has got to be great. But also because they're so wide, it's uh, it, when I drove it, it was extremely stable. You know, there wasn't you know you could feel the extra height, and you had to climb. It, it, it was it was not easy to get in, right? I mean, it's it's up there. You can feel it, and once you get in, you have this commanding view, and you're aware again that you're sitting up higher, that the vehicle's wider. But stability wise, it, it feels just like it has tires on it in terms of you know being able to drive it and steer it and do all those things. It was very very easy to drive and just a really cool experience that I, I definitely appreciate Zach and the guys at Dana getting me uh, behind the wheel of that thing.
3: Yeah, they, they really did set my, exact did a phenomenal job setting up my Gladiator. I mean, that thing, you know, when you start adding that extra height, but then you add the, the five inch lift with the coil overs. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And it's a great summer vehicle. I mean, it's just turnkey summer and winter. So it's, you're really getting a bang for your buck.
0: Steve, what's the plan for manufacturing? You're going to try and keep it local or what's your, your hope? Uh, my goal is to, you
3: know, put a team together of, of you know, good quality. You know, I've, I've got s- some people right now that are capable of doing, you know, a limited production. It'll be limited production for the first couple of years. And then then it's, you know, go out and, and, and hopefully keep it an in, in entire, you know, USA build because um, it's all automotive stuff type type stuff. It's, it's not really complicated. The goal is probably the first couple years it'll be a real limited production, and then eventually, uh, you know, turn this thing into a, you know, high production vehicle that could, you know, my plan is to market it, you know, all over the world. Any anywhere there's, you know, mountains and ski resorts is to me it's going to be a, a perfect fit. Um, And the other thing is, you know, I hate to grasp too many things, but. You know, I know people, my son broke his collarbone this this winter up at Aspen Mountain, and um, they pulled up with a basket and wanted to put him on a basket and tow him behind a snowmobile. He he said, absolutely not. He he just skied dust while he was boarding. But, you know, there are some serious accidents, and, and, you know, I see a a, a future of being able to, you know, provide a, a, a more, you see it on the website, an ambulance type lightweight but an ambulance type it'd
1: be nice vehicle, to have a uh, EMS with suspension rather than having the sled bouncing behind uh, the snowmobile dude i have sk- ski- dislocated
0: my shoulder before when i was in mammoth many years ago and i and the, i'm bouncing down the hill as a matter of fact my shoulder went it it, it, it was dislodged and it lodged itself back in Hell, because then you're of one fine. of the bounces so you just went and skied the rest of the it day it was so freaking painful it was just i was bound yeah. bound 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 and then whoosh, well and it that's it what went they do in. is
1: they want to limit their liability by uh, replacing all your displaced joints. Is that what yeah, do. yeah. So they is use the, that on purpose. part of the plan.
0: I see. Hmm.
1: And so, Steve, one of the things you talked about is it obviously being in R and D, and you've got plans for later this year to uh, to to uh, start, you know, limited production, things like that. What is the difference between the version three that you're on now, or or what you see with the production version, with where you started? Was the first one. Super crude pr- proof of concept because what I saw was looked really well made and uh, was very clean. The finishes were very nice on it. Everything was super high quality. So I'm just kind of curious what your um, what your journey has been from the first prototype to where you are today to where you see these things going in a production version.
3: The first version is very similar, and I've kept all the parts. But the first version was simply bolt onto a Dana 44 Wrangler, and that's a lot of those shots on the website are the f- version one. And if you look closely. You know, my buddy who helps me does do all the design, he, well, he does all the CAD work, but um, he calls it the Model T versus the, the Corvette, the, today's version. Um, the first version had no chrome model. It was all mild steel. It was all uh, mild aluminum, soft aluminum, and it was just, the first version was simply, am I right? Can I take, will this vehicle get in the mountains? Do I have the flotation? and i was just blown away that um how well it performed so the second version which we built two like one one's on a on a wrangler and one's on a gladiator both 60 series axles i i just don't plan to build a version to go on a, a oem 44 I, I just think it's 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 too light for 40 inch tires and it's sure. certainly too light for the tracks but the version you saw is 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 it's not. It's prototype. We've made quite a few changes, but they're all just just fine tuning quality, um, adding. You know, for example, now we've got a fender for it that bolts right to the center, which has been amazing as, as far as keeping the snow dust down. But um, we're 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 right now. Wait just, a minute! I thought uh,
1: the snow dust was a feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pay extra
3: yeah, there's times it. where you yeah, can't yeah. see out the window if you don't knock that
0: snow down. <laughs> Steve, uh, congratulations on this endeavor. This is uh, we're going to be following along, and when you finally launch these things uh, and they're available to the public, we'd love to have you on again if you don't mind.
3: I'll definitely do that. Yeah, definitely. I'll keep you guys posted. I'll shoot you some uh, some video clip of the awesome. upcoming. I, I I plan to go to uh, Easter Jeep Safari, and I will see April.
0: you there. Yeah, Holman Holman will be up there. I
3: will be there. I will be there. And I'm I'm actually, there's a, I joined a National Ski Association. So in May, I'll be out in Nashville, kind of just debuting it to the ski resorts and, and get them kind of educated. You get them
1: um, excited, start planting the seed now. So uh, they have a little bit of time to mull it over and go, oh, we need that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the goal. All right. Well, if uh, if you're listening and you want to know more about the Hell Tracks, it's uh, Hell Tracks, H-E-L-L-T-R-A-X dot com or at Hell Tracks on on social. Check out the videos. Go to the the Facebook page. Uh, there's some really cool stuff on there. It's uh, we'll post some stuff on the Truck Show podcast from when I was out with Dana with some pictures. Um, I've got a lot of details of. Them up close, and when uh, they're being swapped off the vehicle for the tires at the end of the day, can you imagine it's, how I mean, how much
0: it would hurt to get run over by a set of these tracks? <laughs>
1: well, I, I mean, it. I, yeah, it would hurt. I rather Actually, be run over by a set of tires. wouldn't even feel it because you. Oh, flotation! Snow, so soft. You, it, you just push right into this.
0: <laughs> well, I can tell you, if I go out with Holman, he he will test that. Uh, yeah, theory. I,
1: I'm thinking, come out to Easter Jeep Safari. We'll uh-huh. take these
0: out to the dunes
1: and we'll test your oh, theory on the
0: dunes. No, no, no. Why? it don't just like one of those meat, one of those things you just hammer into meat to put this tenderizer. In? Tenderizer. You do need to be more
1: tender in your, in your old age. No, look at
0: me. I'm very tender. Well, no, as you've aged, you're,
1: you're much, much too tough. Oh, I see.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Steve, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we appreciate it, and we'll definitely check back in with you.
3: Thank you, gentlemen. It was great talking to you. Look forward to it. All right. All right, talk Steve. To you. Thanks. Thank Take you. Take care. Yep. Bye
0: now. And, Holman, I hear that you are the anchor man of truck news. Yes, I love bourbon.
1: I love bourbon. Bourbon, bourbon, bourbon. Here it goes. Bourbon, bourbon, bourbon. Down in my (laughs) belly. (laughs) That was the worst impression you've ever done. It was an impression. He said scotch. I said bourbon. Oh, that's your take. That's my take. I made it my own, Lightning.
0: (sighs) Okay. Made it my own. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know.
2: Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks?
0: Ah! Oh, I, I delayed a little bit. I shouldn't have. No, I, I was—you put your, air up, your, your, your fist in the air. and wrong it was of a, you, it was Strong, and I was not as strong. But uh, that was good. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, no, I did not. Uh, according to an email from Dave Cole from King of the
1: Hammers. He and his company are parting from the Ultra 4 Series, but he still retains the King of the Hammers and the European Series. Why? Uh, I don't know. He said that he would be splitting from the Ultra 4 Racing Series effective immediately. And he said Hammer King Productions and Cole would retain ownership of the King of the Hammers, Ultra 4 Europe, and the Great American Short Course Series, Gas, which started in 2021 as a replacement for the now-defunct Lucas Off-Road Racing Series, which was known as Lors. He says, uh, not a lot of other information is known at the time. But it sounds like uh, Jason and Gayla Robinette and their team will be uh, buying the series, and it says uh, they have incredible plans for the future. Have already built a world-class facility in Oklahoma. The Robinettes own and operate Mid American Outdoors, a 1,600-acre privately owned off-road park in Jay, Oklahoma, that features an off-road short course track, off-road vehicle trails, a dirt drag strip, and an event center, among other things. Now they appear to own the domestic racing side of Ultra Four. And that'll also include the Ultra Four Racing TV uh, channel on Vimeo. Uh, Dave Cole said that the Hammer King team will also remain the same, with the majority of their focus now being on KOH. So uh, that being said, the email mentioned that a new project is being created uh, called Ultra Tours, and that would allow him to spend more time wheeling, which is one of his passions. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. I think it was
0: pretty unexpected. Well, I wonder you got you, you, you got to think that he either burned himself out too too hard. Over trying to expand Ultra Four, and really, it you know the core of the whole thing was King of the Hammers, right? So he retained the most important gem yeah, and then so. sold off the rest. I wonder if it was a payday because it sounds like the company who bought it. I can't imagine they've got super deep pockets, so it's probably wasn't I mean, some. Have, I don't some, know. They own sixteen hundred acre off road park, so who knows? Yeah, I don't know. This doesn't feel like a huge, you know, hundred million dollar sale or something where he's going to retire. This seems like he he's offloading a headache. Maybe
1: I mean, but he's retaining the event. So if Ultra Four still plugs into that event, well, that, I can't I, imagine. I, I, I think be that's a, a profitable
0: event. You know, I sure. I know guys that throw one car show a year and literally. Exist. We both know those guys. Yeah, and they they'll they'll make a hundred and yeah. call one hundred twenty grand a year off one event, just the like, the, the net, and that's that's what they that's, live that's on. That's
1: their uh, that's their nut. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Hey, lightning. Did you hear? No. 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 I did not.
1: Uh, that might also be the noises coming out of Rivian, who posted a fourth <laughs> quarter loss.
0: Of can you guess? Um. I'm going to say that they posted a fourth quarter loss of $215 million. $2.46 billion. What? 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 Yeah. How do you hemorrhage $2.1
1: Well, billion? because they're ramping up production at their facility in Normal, Illinois, and they, oh. uh, apparently a letter to shareholders and an earnings call... Noted the loss uh, from the same point last year. Figures uh, that fell short of the analysts and investors' expectations, which is always a really bad uh, note to have uh, in your investment portfolio. It says uh, they're also not immune to the supply chain issues that 2022 has added a layer of complexity to the production ramp up, and that Rivian's cut its production outlook in half to only 25,000 vehicles this year, oh. which we know there's more orders than that. Oh yeah, so there's gonna be some unhappy people. And if you remember. Uh, the recent kerfuffle uh, where they uh, decided <laughs> that stop? they were-
0: Give me that three times fast. You ready? Go. Kerfuffle, kerfuffle, kerfuffle. Oh, he did Can
1: it. you uh, look back a few weeks and you remember when they were talking about raising prices for people already put down a deposit and had a place in line and then yeah. had to reverse it. So sounds like uh, some rough waters for our uh, friends over at Rivian right now. They're also in the beginning stages of uh, doing the RCV van platforms, which uh, is the Amazon vans, and then also the uh, R1S in addition to R1T. So
0: they've got a lot of stuff uh, happening over there. But what? Did, how much investment do they have, and and what's their runway, as they say in Silicon Valley? I mean, I'm I'm not
1: a business analyst, so all or in- how
0: much money they can burn before they go upside down?
1: I don't know, but they said that there is going to be an additional 2.6 billion in additional capital expenditures uh, to expand capacity in uh, normal, and that investment includes more capital spent, quote unquote, on tooling for the current vehicle platforms, future vehicle manufacturing lines, battery technology and supply, our service network, digital offerings and general technology, unquote.
0: Um, um, what, what happens to a company like that with all the electronics, many of it outsourced to other countries? that are having issues, or there's import issues, all kinds of stuff. Well, maybe you stuff. don't know oh, that. You don't no, know. I don't. How I'm just, no, I'm asking. You're guessing. It's a, it's a question. No, no, no. You're, you're assuming that that's what their problems are. No, I'm saying among their many issues, I wonder if that – you you could come back and say, no, Lightning, everything they purchase is domestic. No, I have no.
1: I have no idea. what I don't they, either. I'm just curious. But there are skyrocketing prices for lithium, nickel, and other key components in the manufacturing EVs, so – I think there are a lot of EV companies that are sweating it a little bit right now. Well, hopefully uh, these guys will be able to uh, get things sorted out and ramp back up because uh, it's a really impressive truck. And uh, like I said, I spent some uh, time with it. I'm a big fan of it, and uh, only wish them the best. So. Yeah,
0: look, they're too deep, and they have too much investment in. in Ford, yeah, Ford. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 like the banking thing. Like it's too big to too big to die. May, uh, well, maybe too not. Too big to fail. Too big to fail. Thank you lighting, did you hear? No.
1: No, I did not. Thanks, Bart. Um, How about a 1,000 horsepower Hennessy Ram TRX limited to 55 miles per hour?
0: Oh, is this the one that got imported into some other country and they won't allow it to go too fast or something?
1: Yep, that's right. This is the uh, Hennessy TRX that was imported to Finland and... uh Ooh. Uh, according to uh, the tax loophole uh, the trx is uh, basically the other side of anything efficient these days we know that uh, <laughs> if you look at if you go to fourwheeler.com you can see my new uh, long term report uh-huh. where in the uh, last the second quarter uh, the last quarter that i drove it i averaged 10.99 miles per gallon over uh, about i think it was about 5000 miles
0: Oh, God. I'm not looking forward to that. But
1: my uh, my best was like 13.46 or something like that. Yeah, so that's it's pretty, it's
0: pretty stable. I mean, it's like a diesel pickup truck where no matter what you do to it, it gets pretty similar fuel economy. I'm not looking forward to that with the TRX, but, you know, it's just
1: That's my sound effect for that. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. So, in Finland, apparently, uh, because it's a member of the European Union it has to have a speed limiting device installed if it fits in the N2 class, which basically permits owners to import and register vehicles like the TRX without paying the 44.8% tax.
0: Oh, my God.
1: But you've got to be limited to 55 miles an hour for that loophole. So, so yeah. it's zero to
0: 55 is what you get to Zero to, to
1: 55. How do, you, how do you install a limiter? But, but this is a Hennessy. So it's zero to 60 in under
0: 3.2 seconds. It's so weird because seriously, what do you need a thousand horsepower if you can only go fifty-five? And that's that's because the obvious it sounds question. so good. Yeah, but zero to fifty-five, that's... dude. Zero
1: to fifty-five is rad. Not for that money. Yeah. All day long, get to hear that glorious sound being belted out. No trumpets but, hanging no, out under the, the rear bumper. The, the, the anguish that you will
0: feel mm. when it limits and it goes. Brruh, no, brruh, 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 no brruh, that's brruh, just brruh, a
1: chance for your adrenaline to uh, to dry up. <laughs> after right. you leak all over the well, insides of yourself. I like
0: the oh, gross. I like the your positive spin. Hey, lighting, did you hear? I did not. I, at least I don't think I did. Uh, General Motors has filled up all of the available
1: reservation spots for the 22 GMC Sierra Denali Ultimate.
0: Oh, hot damn. Okay. Wait, do we know how many that they were opening it up to?
1: Uh, they didn't say, but they were charging $100 to a secure your spot in line, and it's all filled up. This is the new range topper for the Sierra, and it'll be even more luxurious than the regular Denali. This has that new dash in it. It's absolutely gorgeous on the inside. Uh, It comes with the new Ultimate Alpine Umber interior color combination, which has full-grain leather, authentic open-pore Paldeo wood. Other standard features include the 12-inch speaker Bose Premium Series uh, with center-point surround sound. It has heated and ventilated uh, 16-way power front seats with massage. GM's hands-free semi-autonomous Super Cruise driving assistant, a multi-pro tailgate. On the outside, it has uh, 22-inch low-gloss black aluminum wheels with machined accents. It's Carbon Pro carbon fiber composite bed and exclusive Vader Chrome. No! no, Darth, you should be happy about that. I would imagine it smells either like a baseball mitt or a humidor on the inside because because uh, <laughs> it's like the inside of his helmet. It just it, no, it just, I'm looking at the picture here and I just want to like fire up a fat stogie in here. It's uh, it's a place that looks really nice to spend time in. GM kind of gets a little bit of a hit for the interiors not quite being up to par compared to the competition, and this might just set a new standard in the class. It is uh, it is stunning. Of course, uh, the Denali Ultimate wouldn't be complete without the 6.2-liter L87 V8 rated at 420 horsepower and 460
0: pound-feet of pavement-twisting, tire-rubbing, trailer-towing torque. Holman, remember we talked about the Escalade that had the 6.2 liter with a supercharger on it? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so someone I work with, someone that you know, uh, tried to uh, order one, and they were told, yeah, we can get you one at 50 over sticker.
1: Yep, that's a uh, no thank you bite right there. It's like when I tell my daughter, 50, "50 over, one more bite of broccoli, and she's like, nope, no thank you. I'm not taking that bill. 50. No, nah, you, you lose it immediately when you drive away. What's yeah. going to happen in six months when the supply chain clears up and everybody has a bunch
0: that's all upside down on all these vehicles? It's going to kill residuals. I know. The don't, market's going to, the used secondary market's going to uh, fall out. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to turn around as fast as we think it is. Um, now, I, I agree that. Okay, 50 let's over, say it's two years. You're still screwed at 50. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Well, th- the person didn't do it, obviously, because it was ludicrous. Of course. But uh, that's just, I was like, whoa, And-, and 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 this person was also told we got plenty of orders for the, at that at that overage. So I guess when you're into an Escalade, it, maybe those people who are buying that car. It's- well,
1: it's got to be because you want that car and you've wow. got the money. You don't care. And yeah, there, there are people out there. It's not me. Uh, the Denali Ultimate also comes with the premium suspension with adaptive ride control. It comes with the uh, all-wheel drive transfer case or full-time transfer case. But you can also get the three-liter I six LM two turbo diesel, which is 277 horse and 460. By the way, that is a great engine. It's been proven to be, so far, very reliable, and people seem to love it. Everybody I know with that truck loves that straight six. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, can you guess what the pricing will start at for the 2022 GMC Sierra 1500 Denali Ultimate?
0: <sighs> yes. Okay. I'm uh-huh. going to say... 107.5. Not close?
1: Yeah, if you do the markup that you just told me about. No, it starts at uh, 80395 which almost sounds like a bargain. Hmm. Ish. Huh, no. What, almost. S- h- say that price again? 80395 That's a lot for half ton, but when you're seeing some of the prices out there, it uh. almost feels like not that bad. I'm... I'm actually Especially really
0: surprised. When you look at
1: Grand Wagoneers and Navigators and Escalades well over 100, and yeah. you get the same interior in a pickup truck? But I don't If you're in that class, that price range to buy something like this, it's not I'm not going to say it's a
0: bargain. Yeah. but it doesn't sound horrible. To me, they should have thrown that into a Dually because as you've talked about before, you know, high-riding horse trailer pulling friends that have money in Texas, North Florida, places like that, right? Um, that's where it feels like. Yeah, it, but your it, volume
1: it, it, is in the 1500. I would say that they're probably testing the waters to see what they can get out of it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Denali Ultimate pop up in other places next year. Plus, you got to remember, supply chain constraints, they can't make too many
0: with all the special features. So, Gotcha. I just think uh, you, you go where the ballers are first. I don't know if the ballers are in 1500s. They feel like those are the Dooley guys. And yeah, the, the, the quantity's not there, but that's what the money's at.
1: There's, I, yeah, there's way more ballers in the fifteen hundred class than there are even dually's made. There's just not that many people with okay, dualies. Well,
0: fair enough. Even you got rid of your dually. Uh yeah, it's just because it was too big and unwieldy. That's what she said. Hey Lighting, did you hear? What? No. No, I did not. Apocalypse Manufacturing That's a bad name. Has made a six x six Ford Bronco. That sounds like a company that's going to make one vehicle and then go out of business. They have over 150 tandem axled 6x6s six on the road today. That sounds like a company that's doing okay. <laughs> they're,
1: they're, <laughs> uh, including I've the never dooms- eaten my words faster. Including the Doomsday, Hellfire, Sinister Six, and Warlord. Their latest, the Dark Horse, is a Ford Bronco through and through, with the small exception that its length has been stretched by three feet. Grew an extra set of wheels, and there's now a truck bed in the back. The Dark Horse Bronco transformed from a 189-inch-long four-wheel drive four-door SUV into a 225-inch-long, six-wheeled super truck. Might be strong. Uh, the extra rear axle has necessitated the elongating of the whole dang SUV, which is achieved through the addition of a custom five-foot bed.
0: I mean, it's cool. Let me see a photo of that bad boy. Hold on. Move the microphone over here. Um, No, that's stupid
1: looking. All right. It's nah, stupid that's looking. That's I, stupid. I take it back. The uh, 6x6 Bronco. Has a four-inch lifted coilover suspension, providing apparently a decent ride when combined with a steering stabilizer, 37-inch Patagonia tires wrapped around custom in-house 20-inch SFJ, SoFlo Jeeps, alloy wheels, which are uh, on the picture. You can find at uh, motortrend.com under the uh, news section.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's uh, that's straight out of South Florida, that thing. There's also uh, a bunch hmm. of
1: uh, options with bumpers and Kevlar-coated things and... Hooks and uh, it's got the 2.7
0: liter twin turbo V6, but uh, they could put a 5 liter V8 in if you wanted. So, do these have rear steer like our friends, uh, our new friends down at Pappy's in Florida? Uh, I would tell you that with enough money, anything is possible. Okay, so we don't know, but uh, without rear steer, those are dumb. All right. Hey, Lightning. Did you hear? No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. no, I did not. The United States Department of Justice released a press release today under Justice News. Says says uh, PPEI and uh, president of the company Corey Willis pled guilty and agreed to pay $3.1 million in criminal fines and civil penalties for the manufacture and sale of illegal delete devices and tunes for diesel trucks. As you know, we uh, had uh, Corey on just a couple of episodes ago where he talks about this. At the time, uh, we had asked him what his uh, settlement would be. And he, uh, he couldn't tell us, and now it's official. $3.1 million. And if that's not a sign for uh, you guys to stop rolling coal out there because they're coming for the little guy, I don't know what is because it sounds like
0: that could be yeah. the type of uh, fine that could ruin you for a very long time. This is a message, and this is written like they're trying to scare deleters without any question, the way this press release is written, and it's deadly serious. And this guy, Corey, has been fighting this for four years, I want to say, and has the best attorneys that money can buy. The best attorneys. I mean, like legitimate people that work in Washington that understand the system. And he got what he considered a really fair deal. And I'm telling you that there are shops that they're. That all over the country that think they're getting away with it. You're
1: not getting away with it. Yeah. Let, me, let me just read this chilling paragraph from the release that is very sobering. The defendants are scheduled to be sentenced in the criminal case by U.S. District Judge John A. Mendez on August 23rd. Willis faces a maximum statutory penalty of five years of incarceration on the conspiracy count, two years of incarceration on the tampering count, and for each count... A maximum fine of 250000 or twice the gross pecuniary gain derived from the offense PPEI faces for each count a maximum fine of $500,000 or twice the gross pecuniary gain derived from the offense
0: under the plea agreement. So I, I spoke to Corey briefly right after this news broke, and uh, it's funny because he posted something on Facebook. He says, to all media reaching out to me? Uh, in in short, he says, "Kick rocks." I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> he will talk to us, by the way. Well, of course, he will. Um, you know, I, and we'll talk I, to him because he loves In and Out. Now, look, I mean, like the EPA, like I said, they want to make him kind of the poster boy of like. There, there were some guys. There was H and S and some other people that have rolled for this stuff, and uh, but this was the big one. They they've been working on this one for a very long time, and they have several years. Oh, they have a lot of money. The government has a lot of money invested in this, but a lot of resources, a lot of resources, and they're not going to recoup, in my opinion, but. This is uh, – well, I don't – man, It's this sucks. Every time this comes up, Holman, you and I, we sound kind of preachy, like we're holier than thou, which we're not. No, we're just trying you know? to keep
1: you out of it. I just – If uh, it could happen to Corey, it could happen to anybody. And even if you go back and listen a couple episodes ago when he was on and he was talking about, listen, they're coming for you. Well, like – They he, get it. They're you're they're going after the big fish and they're going downstream. Guys, when you're on Facebook
0: and you call like, I'm going to – get my truck's going to go to weight yeah. loss. Are you a moron? Do you not seriously think
1: that they are – they're on every Facebook page. If you remember, Corey was talking about a dude who went to all those shops and deleted a truck, and he actually was undercover for the government. It <laughs> rolls
0: up like, in a deleted like truck. You don't know.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's not the right thing to do uh, if you love your money and your family and your livelihood and all that kind of stuff. It's so, wild, though. I, I don't want
0: to be preachy. I was, I, was on but, a gr- I was on a Facebook group today, today, and I'm watching guys trying to talk another guy in, in, into deleting his yep. truck. They were like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to the dealership. I'm, uh, I've am i got this issue with my death level. And everyone's like, delete it, delete it. And I'm like, w- w- you guys, are you are yeah. you blind? Do you understand that when they knock on your door and there's a guy from the EPA and another one from yeah. the Department you're, of Justice? You're not
1: anonymous on Facebook. Just because you're in a private group doesn't mean they're not lurking and looking. And we're just trying to give you the public service message that here's the backstory, Here's what's happening. They are coming for you. Eventually. And look, we stand up And I don't know what the statute of limitations is. You may have gotten out of it two years ago. You may be on a list somewhere. Who knows? Right? You may think you're good. But uh, anyway, it sucks. Sucks for Corey. Uh, We'll stay in touch with him, especially through August when he gets his sentence. We're hoping uh, for no jail time for our friend because Corey's the type of guy that has a lot to give the world. Obviously, he's uh, trying to save it with his uh, water project and things like that. Uh, it would be a shame. I think the money and the monetary loss and all that is is probably message received. I'd like to see him. Uh, he's not out murdering people, and there's people no. who go out and kill other people who don't have as severe a penalty. And I don't want to uh, see the government take a guy that has so much left to give the world and and
0: pull him away from that, I guess. Can I say this because I've spent some personal time with him, and and he knows now— what he is guilty of obviously i think that when he was doing this at least in the very beginning uh first couple years of selling these delete tunes i don't think he understood the 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 power of the law the 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 cause that the epa believed in that like there are people in the government that truly are dedicated to what they believe is cleaning up the environment and you know like like anyone doing anything illicit they May they may not understand the ramifications, and he certainly didn't. He does now, yes, he does. So, finally, Holman, we get to talk about the Olaf event in Goff's, which is uh, let me scroll down here April 22nd through the 24th. That's where you and I and a bunch of truck show podcast listeners will meet up for the Overlanding Adventure Family that's right. event. We,
1: we are going to be there either by ourselves or with you people if you decide to uh, if you decide to drive all the way out to Goffs and hang out with us I happen to know that our uh, one of our listeners Jack Sandoz is going to meet us I there. had a couple of listeners that pinged me and so I think we might have a nice small little group there um, but uh, we've got our friend Rory Connell who uh, is the head of Olaf and we can call him and he's going to uh, tantalize our audience with the reasons that they should uh, come to the desert and hang out with us okay
0: so dial mr. Connell hello mr rory connell what's up lightning home and truck show podcast how you do what's up dude uh fantastic it's taco tuesday does that mean with taco tuesday that you had a margarita earlier or are you uh are you sober for the evening and just with a chicken and or beef are you eating a taco right now with through a straw what's happening (laughs) over there
2: no uh let me walk outside Child playing Xbox. He's okay. so stoked that well, you guys are stalling and he gets to stay up a little longer.
0: while. While you were walking outside, we got to play the intro. Don't move. Where is that? I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. Where I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. Where I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels.
1: Where so, uh, where it's at is Goff's California which is on the California side of the Colorado River, about 30
0: minutes or so from uh, Needles. I don't know if that uh, tells our out-of-staters where that is. Right off of the original trace of Route 66. Okay. Still, what does that mean to someone who lives in Tennessee? Uh, You have a long drive ahead (laughs) of you. (laughs) Although if you live in uh, certain parts of western Arizona, you might only have to drive three
1: hours, whereas if you live on the California coast, it's about four hours to get out there right off Interstate 40. Uh, near a town called Fenner. And uh, Goffs is a uh, a great little town site, outdoor living museum. Uh, and uh, there's some history there with the military and Patton's uh, Desert uh, Training Center. And uh, it is the home of the MDHCA. Uh, our good friend Desert Explorer Billy Creech is the president of that. Billy Creech, Desert Explorer. And uh, I'm on the board of directors there. And it is uh, the site of... The Mojave
0: Adventure Fest. Are Mojave you, Road. Mojave Road Excuse Adventure me, Fest. Mojave Road. Yeah, hey, R- Rory, are you raking leaves? Uh, what are you doing that's so noisy? I was trying to talk over him until he was done <laughs> doing whatever that
1: is that he's doing. I'm, uh, yeah. He's slamming a door? Are you get? what are you doing? Are you a nighttime it's contractor? Like what are you, like, are you getting tools out of your yes, toolbox? Yes,
2: yes. Uh, inspecting a dent that I uh, put in the back of my the other day.
1: Well, why are you doing that while you're on the phone with us we're supposed to talk about other things
2: because I have priorities and right now my truck is more of a priority than the truck show podcast
1: Uh, so what are we here All right, very nice Uh, have a a good evening and uh, we'll catch up with you no you are supposed to tantalize our audience with why they should care about the Olaf Mojave Road Adventure Fest uh, how much it'll cost do they get a discount and what the heck uh, is going to be offered that weekend
2: So we are having the Mojave Road Adventure Fest uh, April 22nd through the 24th in Goffs, California uh, at the Mojave Desert Heritage and Cultural Association Museum. Uh, As Sean said, he is on the board of directors. Um, It is one of the most amazing places I've ever been to in the southwest United States, Uh, a living museum working stamp mills, blacksmith shops um relics from all across the the homesteads and the mojave preserve have really been drug into this one location in a pr- private non museum outside of the state and federal park system so you've got a lot more passion rather than someone just doing a job with people to take care of this place so uh what we have going on that weekend friday saturday sunday uh friday night we're going to kind of bring in some people to talk about the local trails in the area. So uh, we're going to do guided field trips of portions of Mojave Trail and the Eastern Mojave Heritage Trail. Uh, We're going to have a couple different options for trail runs, and those are going to be led by people who not only know the trail and the history of the trail, but the local flora, fauna, the stuff from the biology.
1: The first, uh, let's say, 20, 30 miles of each trail to kind of wet your whistle a little bit It'll be guided directly from the Mojave Road Guide and the uh, uh, Segment One EMHT book by MDHCA volunteers who are going to narrate the trail for you while you're on it, and it'll you'll have an opportunity to experience the Mojave Road at least part of it and the EMHT if you've never done that before. When you get back to uh, Goffs, you'll uh, we'll be offering a you know the books and guidebooks for purchase there, and hopefully a lot of people who have always wanted to do those trails will kind of get a little taste of it with our uh, guided trail rides.
2: Yep. And then outside of that, on the location, uh, we've got walking tours of the museum. If uh, a lot of people have seen the Mojave Road bus videos, it's no longer on the Mojave Road. It's actually on the site at Goffs. So you can see that, take pictures of that uh, with your vehicle, uh, see a lot of Route 66 relics. Uh, and then we'll also be doing a lot of uh, classes, you know, in-depth seminars by, hosted by people like Billy Creech on how to do the Mojave Road and different uh, things you can see.
1: Which Billy Creech is that?
0: That's uh, Billy Creech, Desert Explorer,
2: the only Desert Explorer that I know of <laughs> that drives an avalanche, too. Uh,
0: <laughs> well will
1: play. <laughs>
2: uh, so we'll, we'll have classes on the Mojave Trail, uh, Eastern Mojave Heritage Trail, because there's a lot more out there than just the Mojave Trail or Old Government Road that people don't know about, and you know, partnering our events with an association like the MDHCA is a really great and unique experience or opportunity for people to really learn about it from the people who know the most about it. You know, we can all go on the internet and see people give their take on it on YouTube. But, you know, once I went to this facility, I was just blown away. You know, they've got this massive train depot full of archives, you know, full of every land deed from private property university, you know, probably centuries I would imagine out there in the desert. So it's a, it's a real special place to learn from those people about the Mojave Trail and stuff to see in the Mojave Preserve. Uh, we've also got some amazing vendors or sponsors like Kenda Tire that's going to teach people how to do trail tire repairs. And then along the lines, we'll have the stamp mill running. The NVHCA is going to come out and see the, fire up the stamp mill. So that'll be awesome for people to see how, you know, and they were dragging rocks out of there with well, look at 29 our f- mule teams. Our friend
1: you Lightning know. here, he loves mines. Love mines and so I much. I don't know if you heard about this, Rory. We just got confirmation today that the uh, organization First Class Miners are going to bring their trailer out. And I think for a couple bucks, uh, kids will be able to pan for gold. So you'll be able to see a stamp mill in action of how they broke up the the rocks to get to you know, all the minerals and be able to pan it out or put it through a a, a sluice or Um, a dry washer, and then you're going to actually get to go experience what it was like to to pan gold in the desert through the first-class miner organization. So I think that's going to be pretty cool, too. Now,
0: when you say that uh, it's for kids, you're talking about me, right? Yes, that's exactly what I meant. Okay, thank
1: you. I'll even pay for you to experience uh, your uh, your own panning session. But
0: are they really going to drop some gold dust in there like no, they no. do at not Farm?
1: There's real gold, and that's why it'll cost a couple bucks, because you're going to be actually able to get gold out of the, uh, the, the, the uh, sand and, and rocks that they're bringing. Okay, I'm in. Yep,
2: so first-class miners will be out there, uh, you know, and the kids and adults will be able to learn how, you know, not only to pan for gold, but... You can take it a step further and see how the rock is brought out of the side of the mountain, how it's crushed, and then how it's brought down and panned out or sluiced out uh, from start to finish, the whole process of mining. Because that's a whole other element. You know, when I started car camping or overlanding, as it's now called as a kid, my dad was part of the Big Bear um, Gold Panning Club. And we go up into Big Bear, and we had a claim, and we dug, and we dry-sluiced out there in the middle of Big Bear in Holcomb
1: Valley. uh, I've also been uh, dry-sluicing and panning for decades. Is that a euphemism? No, I actually (laughs) know how to pan for gold. (laughs) Do you really? I do. And have you uh, found any? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Have you really? Uh, Like, worth anything? Yeah, well, I mean, we're not pulling out nuggets and ounces, but yeah, you go out for the weekend, and you— Dig a little in the dry washer out at you you know our, our claim out near uh, um, ri, uh, Ransburg off 395 out there, and yeah we've uh,
0: we've done it. So Rory and I could teach you a thing about panning, dude. I'm I'm yeah, so, I, I've only done panning. Uh, I did a little bit in Julian, California, and then I just watched the kids do it at uh, the, the local theme park. That's as close as I have come to it. Oh, yeah, it it's fun.
2: It's something I'm excited to you know get a refresher on myself because I, I honestly haven't really done it. Outside of going to Calico and no, it's very Farm, but now that my kids, you know, eight years
0: old, we should have a pan off together. A pan off. Pan off. Who who
1: can uh, pan the best? So we
0: should. It sounds yeah. like Rory, you've got a lot of things planned for us during the day: historical events, things like that, learning about the the culture, the 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 history behind the desert area, right also there. Also, things like
1: the off-road recovery class. Yep. And Rory mentioned the tire repair class. So some. Some definitely some learning opportunities for those who are beginning off-roaders. And there'll be a, a bunch of seminars about, again, the history of the Mojave Desert uh, and the Mojave Road itself, EMHT, how to do it, how to overland. A lot of things where if this is something that you want to do but you've never really done it, we'll tell you You know, experts are going to lead these classes and these workshops on what you need to be successful to be out in the desert on your own or in a small
0: group and what kind of equipment you should have. It's going to be pretty cool. So two questions, guys. Um, for people who are not local to Southern California, want to come down from Northern California, Arizona, wherever they come to, are there any motels, hotels in the area to extend their stay beyond that three-day weekend? No. But you can go to Needles or something like that if you want to. But yeah, no, yeah, the yeah, golf's in the middle of nowhere.
2: Needles. There's Needles. There's Amboy. Havasu, Havasu, Havasu. Havasu. There's Loughlin. yeah. There's... There's lots of cool stuff. That's right. Know, I forgot it's not far there. from Havasu.
1: Yeah, it's about, like I said, yeah, it's a half hour, 40 minutes, something like that.
0: Okay.
2: And, and if if you're coming from Phoenix, you know, uh, I did it in December. You can drive through the COFA uh, National Preserve, which is just a really special place, and, you know, see the cafe on the way up through Phoenix. So it's it's located in an area where you can pull people from Las Vegas, the Phoenix area, Southern California. Henderson, yeah. And, yeah. So,
1: yeah, and, and, if, and don't forget... If you're, Every person who registers for the weekend becomes automatically, through the registration, gets an annual membership to the MDHCA, which is the home of the Mojave Road and the Eastern Mojave Heritage Trail, which means that if you wanted to extend your stay as a new member, you get seven nights camping free at the the, uh, property – Every year, as part of your membership, you could just uh, oh burn all seven nights right there. You could do it right there if you wanted to extend it and just okay. keep uh, keep backcountry camping in the back forty over at goffs. It's uh, seventy five acres
0: uh, behind the town that uh, people will be camping in. So for all the details, in case you guys forget or you're you're half paying attention as you drive to work, OlafEvents dot com. That's O L A F Events dot com, O L A F as in Overlanding as
1: Nope Overlanding Adventure Families and and Lightning. I think you have. Change the subject too soon because we didn't tell you about the epic raffle that your registration will get you uh, uh, entered into, or the community campfire, or the community dinner on Saturday where uh, the Olaf team will feed you, community cook-off. I mean, there's a lot of
0: stuff going on this weekend. And so so what more importantly, (sighs) hang out with Lightning and Holman. Well, I was going to say what I care about is what we do at night, right? I mean, are we drinking together? Like, what are we doing? Are we? Are we just? Are we popping popcorn? Are we making s'mores? Like, no, I'm smoking a cigar and drinking brown water. Are you going to share? No. What if I do a Costco run? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll right. bring some booze and I'll have uh, my and scottle and uh, yeah. Well, you're going to, you're, we have a comedian coming out, from what I
1: understand. Nope. Right? No, no, no not you've, you've
0: crushed my dreams on that one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, we may have a comedian. Maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see on that thing. But I, I think that's it's a, it's a fun thing. I say time. we just
2: do a roast of lightning.
0: Oh, that Which would be just, awesome. That would last for hours. People would fall we, asleep. I have
2: great subject matter just starting with a white dually, and we can just go on from
1: there. I mean, that's a great jumping off point. Hey, hey, Rory, what's the uh, cost, and is there a discount code to uh, the Truck Show Podcast listeners?
2: So the cost right now is $150. Uh, that's a pre-registration. We leave that open for about another week for early birds, and then we're going to bump it up to $200. But if you are a Truck Show Podcast listener, uh, we will have a coupon code that we will make active tomorrow morning. Uh, the coupon code is Sucks. Uh, and that's for you—the $150 price. So the coupon code for Truck Show Podcast listeners is Lightning Sucks. I was gonna go with Putin Sucks, but you know, Lightning Sucks. Seems Definitely
1: more, more suckage there. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah,
1: that's not cool. So, <laughs> so not cool. So, cool. Not cool. Well, are two we people gonna... are
2: laughing out of the three on this call? So.
1: <laughs> are we gonna have our own? Little area that's designated just for the Truck Show Podcast campsite.
2: Yes, definitely. And you can camp next to Sean and his AED-equipped Jeep. And if Mr. J. Tillis has his TRX.
0: He, he won't. Uh, he won't. I don't think I'm going to have it in time. It's right, from what I understand for Jackson at Ellis, uh, Ram, Dodge, Jeep, Chrysler, I will see it. Like, third week-ish, which I don't think it's going to make it. But I will have a truck out there. Uh, I'll are you, one from work. Are you going to have a
1: tent, or are you going to sleep that's in the bed? That's
0: up to you. If you can get our buddy from uh, ShiftPod. Christian Weber. I,
1: yes. I, I, I can supply you with a ShiftPod Mini. I'll just warn all of our uh, listeners, if you camp with us, there will be snoring. I'm just going to be honest with you.
0: That's, because, for me or you? Uh, both. Uh, yeah, if I sleep on my stomach, there'll be no uh, no snoring. How can you sleep on your stomach? Uh, I do it to a sleeping
3: camping there, Sean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, always bring earplugs when I go camping. All right. Well, uh, we should tell our uh, our friends to bring theirs as well. Yeah, do that. Okay. So the dates. By the again the
1: lightning CPAP machine will be plugged in all night and going off throughout the evening. I don't have
0: opinion. any breathing issues, at <laughs> least that I'm aware of. April 22nd through 24th, the historic Goffs, California, Mojave Road Adventure Fest put on by Olaf. So, again, OlafEvents.com. Join Holman and Lightning out there. It's going to be a freaking awesome, fun time for, uh, for two and a half days.
2: It should be great. I am looking forward to spending a weekend with the
0: two of you.
1: Uh, is that genuine? No. Uh, yeah, of course it was. Right, just,
0: mm, no. Just checking. <laughs> A
3: lying sack of shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if those of you uh, who mean that, that you'd like to spend the weekend with us, again, OlafEvents.com. Lightning sucks is the phrase that pays on the uh, on the discount code. Just enter it in. Lightning sucks. <laughs> and, uh, Try the- again. You'll get the lower price of 150 bucks for the weekend, uh-huh. uh, which, again, includes uh, all the things that we talked about and a membership to MDHCA. So uh, we look forward to hanging out with you guys. And, and uh, I'll be in touch with Rory, so I'll know you know if you guys uh, uh, sign up. And I know there's been some people sliding into uh, my DMs and Lightning's DMs. So if you have questions about the event or whatever, just hit us up. But we'd love to see you out there. And, oh, and uh, Rory, this is a limited... Uh, Event, limited number of people, right? Can we say the number?
2: Uh, We've capped it at 200 attendees uh, just to make this a very exclusive, more intimate event for families that bring children. We've got some special opportunities with you. So if you do register with your child, we've got some extra special stuff for uh, families. You know, I've got kids, Sean's got kids, Jay's got kids. So making sure the families feel extra special and extra comfortable is a a huge deal to me and my team. So if you've got a family, we would encourage you. Kids under 12 are free. Look forward to seeing everyone out there.
0: Okay. OlafEvents.com. Join uh, Holman and uh, me, Lightning, out there with our buddy Rory Connell from Olaf. All right, brother. Good to talk to you. All right. Take it easy, boys. All right. Later. See you Well, I'm kind of bummed we didn't get to read any of your email Um, So you do have an opportunity To get into our email inbox guys If you have a second uh, While you're sitting at the drive-thru At Jack in the Box or whatever Hit us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com I feel like this show in particular There was a lot to weigh in on So please do share your thoughts We're going to read email uh, In the next episode, truckshowpodcast at (laughs) gmail.com Or you can leave us a message on the five-star hotline. That is 657-205-6105. 657-205-6105. Five-star hotline. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And he's at
1: LBC Lightning. I'm at Sean P. Holman. And we are at Truck Show Podcast. Give us a follow. Shoot us a DM. Tell us what's on your mind. And please, we would love it if you would head over to Spotify or Apple, whichever uh, platform you're using, and leave us a five-star review. It really helps with the discoverability of the show. And it helps to keep us in the rankings, which, uh, you know, we do all right in, but we can do better. We've got a uh, a ton of you guys and only a very small portion of you have left a review. We want to do something. The pandemic is ending. We need a thousand five-star review party. We want to do that this summer. Come on, people. (laughs) Come on. Leave the five stars. We want to party with you. But until then, head over to OlafEvents.com where you can uh, reserve yourself a spot for our special Mojave Road Adventure Fest weekend, April 22nd to the 24th. Of course, don't forget
0: that special discount code, LIGHTNING SUCKS! <laughs> Why'd you have to scream it?
1: Lightning sucks.
0: Because it just doesn't have the same gravity. Huh? Lightning sucks! I can belt it out. I are can sing it. Are they going to type it in with a bunch of eyes? Like, are they going to extend the lightning no, out? Do like not that? misspell
1: it no. as much as you want to. As you're typing it, can I?
0: Can I? Can I tell and you don't, guys?
1: Don't spell lightning
0: <laughs> either. Make sure you spell lightning. Dude, correctly. everyone spell it's so for thirty some odd freaking years. It's lighting. Lightning has two ends in it, guys. L I G H T N I N G C it's ning ning and it doesn't have an e no it's not lightening. that's to remove weight that's to take weight definitely off definitely not what you no, are no, no. I'm, I'm heavy so <laughs> lightning light ning speaking of lightning slide into my DMs guys because um i have been helping a brother out lately uh, many brothers and sisters out with uh, some Bakes products, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, Holman right now is taking a, a selfie of both of us, so that was distracting, as it always is.
1: Why can't you? It's handle- just always
0: distracting. What when I see think a camera need to put
1: stuff on our socials, when I see just- a camera, I called- pause and I no, look at it and called I can't candids. talk. They're I, candids. They're candid.
0: I can't chew and, it's and a a candy- bubble gum and, and take a ca- the picture a that, selfie that you're just supposed time. to do what you're already doing and ignore. I don't take s- candid's. No, I don't take. Here he is doing another candid. I'm not. I'm just holding my phone
1: up so you think I am, and it's messing you up. It's it screws hilarious. It me
0: up. I, I, want to take, I don't want to be my mouth agape going, duh. No, normally your eyes are closed. You
1: people should know this by now, but Lightning <laughs> cannot keep his eyes open in a photo. Not talking a photo with a, with a flash. Just a regular old stupid photo. Lightning anticipates when it clicks and closes his eyes.
0: Yeah, I don't know what but but that's then when the
1: But then when the camera comes up, you can't talk either. I got a what lot of quirks, you, what dude. What happened? I don't know.
0: I have quirks. You have malfunctions. I do have. Oh, the, yeah. That's better than a quirk. It's a malfunction. It is I a have malfunction. bad wiring. It's like I don't know. My like dad, a vintage my, Land Rover. My dad got the schematic wrong when he had me, or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's just like, ah, I know, I put the positive your polarity is all different. Yeah, it's all jacked up, man. You put the voltage in the wrong spot. You should see this. All you have to do is lift the camera, and it just wigs them out. You they can see it with clo- their selves when they come out to Olaf I'm, in the freaking Mojave Desert. I take a picture of you with your eyes closed right all now. Right, here we go. I'm going to close my eyes just to make it look good for you. There you go. I'm closing my. I don't eyes. need Did you to do that. All right. I don't need you to do that. I don't always do that. You put 90% of the time. I do it a lot, but not always. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you want to experience me closing my eyes for a photo, come on out and join our shindig. And no uh, charge on Lightning's cameo page. I don't. Why? What makes you think of a cameo page? I always thought that was sleazy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's um, friends only. I don't. Yeah, it is. Or only fans. Only fans. Yeah, that's me with an OnlyFans. <laughs> so ridiculous. Come out
1: to the desert. Lightning, your favorite. Did you know that his favorite uh, punchline was want to go camping? My favorite punchline? Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. Uh, there's people listening, and they do. What are you saying right now? It doesn't matter. It's lost on you, <laughs> and there are people in their cars laughing. Listen, if you get the joke, just hit us up, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. You don't have to explain the joke. Just let us know that you Th- got it. That
0: is because that's a punchline to a joke that you didn't say? Yes.
1: It's a well-known joke where that's the punchline, and then everybody knows.
0: Oh, got it. Okay. That's like from an old Kevin and Bean bit from The Morning Show where we would do the, the punchline without the joke. Yeah. 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 I don't know that joke. Hmm. Well, maybe you can tell it as the that uh, the the, uh, the overlanding comedian. Nope. Not nope. doing that anymore. We're not going to do that. Nope. Yeah. You ruined it for me. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Well, you know what you have not ruined for me? What? Nissan
1: Ugh, how could you ever ruin Nissan? You they can't. make really damn well
0: built trucks that are reliable, affordable. Can't sully it for me. Nope, you cannot sully the uh, zero gravity seats. You cannot sully the uh, utilitrack. You can't sully the fender audio system. How you about can't... the uh, burble from the five point six liter V eight? No, you can't sully that. You can't sully the moonroof. You can't sully the uh, fact panoramic. that have, uh, You can't sully the the fact that they have uh, uh, dome lights. Where uh, no other truck has dome lights. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a little thing that's
1: neat. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Head over to NissanUSA.com where you can build in price or head down to your local Nissan dealer and tell them you want to see Lightning's favorite attributes.
0: They won't know what you're talking about, but they will give you a spin around the block in one.
1: All right, so uh, everybody out there who wants more efficiency or performance or sound from the intake of your vehicle, but you want to make sure that you're pulling in cold air, dense air, not that hot stuff next to your exhaust header, you want to go over to Bankspower.com and check out their cold air intakes. Uh, by the way, several of them have
0: the Heimholtz resonator in there. They sound uh, sound good without droning. Yeah, that's uh, to get rid of that drone, exactly. And so you get all those things that uh, uh, Holman just talked about, those features. But with a bank's Ram Air intake, you also get some added fuel economy. Why is that? How can an intake increase fuel economy? Well, with air density... Uh, increases, you can make the same power with slightly less fuel. So if you're looking for fuel economy, you're looking for more miles between cleaning your filter because the big-ass filters are massive and have more surface area than any of the competitors in the market, go to bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model, and see what we got for you. And don't forget that super secret lightning sucks code because that's so funny. Lightning sucks.
1: How dare you, Alice? He does not. Lightning is an amazing human being and a great partner on the podcast. Lightning for sure doesn't suck unless, of course, you want to sign up for Olaf. Then,
0: yes, type out Lightning Sucks.
2: Lightning Sucks.
0: Yep, got yeah, that. Got that the first time. He also does that. Yeah, damn it. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors.